Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Luke chapter 17, looking at some of the parables of Lord Jesus Christ. And actually, the next parable comes up, I think, down in verse 7. Uh, yeah, verse 7. But I want to just go back one more time, beginning with verse 1. We've looked at this already a couple of times to see what Jesus was saying about stumbling blocks. But I want you to see the response of the disciples to this. So let me read it, and then we'll look at their response quickly, okay? So Luke chapter 17, verse 1. Jesus said to his disciples, It is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. Verse 3. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. So what's the point of this? Now, there's two major points right here. First of all, Jesus is letting us know beyond any shadow of doubt that there will be things that will come against us that will be stumbling blocks in our lives. They will be placed there by other entities, shall we say, because <laughs> he says, woe to him through whom they come. <coughs> Excuse me. So you'll have this uh, stomach block that will come. And he says, you know what? It's going to be better for the one that did that to us, that he'd just be thrown into the sea. But then Jesus tells us and warns us to be on guard, <clears throat> to be on guard uh, against what? About what? And then he says, be on guard if your brother sins rebuking, and if he repents, forgive him. We have a role and responsibility to help one another walk within the power of the Spirit. Not from a judgmental perspective, but if a brother sins, you need to rebuke him. If he's sinning and he continues in that sin, we have a responsibility, folks, <clears throat> to come back and to help them say, hey, you, you need to quit this. You don't need to live this way. He says rebuke him to correct him on this. And then he says if he repents, forgive him. We actually have the calling, the ability from the Most High God, God to proclaim forgiveness upon him. <clears throat> if somebody repents, we can tell them, Yes, you have been forgiven. Even if they say, well, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like I've been forgiven. If they have truly repented, we can tell them by the word of the Lord here that they have been forgiven. But the Lord knows how people are. And he says, well, what if somebody sins seven times a day against you? And he returns seven times a day saying, I repent. Please forgive me. Then we must forgive them. So what do you think the response of the disciples were? What what would our response be? You know? Just think about that for a moment. Now remember at the beginning of this, <coughs> he said he was saying to his disciples, disciples simply means uh, one who's a learner. Okay, one who's learning. But now watch this. Verse five. The apostles said to the Lord, Well, that's interesting. The apostles 
the apostles, meaning in this case, probably the 12, okay? Not just the disciples, the ones that were learning, because there were those that were learning, and then they would leave. You see that several times in Jesus' life. They learned, they heard so much, they went, <coughs> that's it. Uh, you know, we're, we're leaving, we've heard enough, that's all. But now the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. That was their response. And when the Lord says, if somebody sins against you seven times a day and they repent seven times a day, forgive them. And the disciples had the wisdom to understand what was going on right here in the midst of it. They knew that this is not something that you can just do in the flesh. Okay? And Jesus had already been talking about some things related to faith, right? And they just said, Lord, increase our faith. You know, we can't do this in the flesh. We, we need, it's only going to be by faith. And we need you to increase our faith because I can't do that. I, I love that response because it is so accurate and so true. Well, watch what Jesus says to them. This is Luke chapter 17, verse 6. And Jesus said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. You see Jesus saying things like this several times in the Gospels. You know, if you have faith in mustard seed, you can move a mountain. If you have a faith of this, the mustard seed is a very, very, very small seed that grows into a large bush, a large tree. Jesus uses it as a picture of the kingdom, how the kingdom is. It starts off very, very small like that, but then it grows into a mighty thing. But here he's saying, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, so there must have been a mulberry tree there, right? He said, if you had that type of faith, you could say that mulberry tree, be uprooted, be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. <clears throat> Folks, there is so much here that honestly we are even scared to consider. Was Jesus saying what he said here? And I, I submit to you that he was. <clears throat> that if you had the faith of a mustard seed, that you could say the mulberry tree, a mulberry tree <clears throat> that is already rooted where mulberry trees would be rooted in the ground, right? That you would say that mulberry tree to be uprooted. If you've ever tried to uproot a tree, you know what that's about. Extremely difficult little project right there. You would say be uprooted, but not only that, <clears throat> but be planted in the sea. Trees are not planted in the sea. That's the ocean. Okay? They're not planted there. He said if you had faith of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted. <clears throat> okay? Be uprooted. Be planted in the sea. And it, was the it, the tree, it would obey you. That's wild that, uh, that this tree is being personified from the point of view of being able to act in obedience. <clears throat> so many things right here that I just want you just to think upon, you know, reflect upon. And again, this is Luke chapter uh, 17, verses 5 and 6 right here. They'd asked to increase our faith. He said, if you have a faith in mustard seed that you'll be able to do this. Notice that it didn't say that you'll be able to ask the Father to do this. You'll be able to ask me to do this. Notice the action. 
be uprooted, be planted. In other words, if you had the faith of must seed, you would be able to proclaim that to that mulberry tree. And it would be uprooted, it would be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now, one thing hurriedly, time's running out. This isn't for a show and tell thing. This isn't for a, a circus act. This isn't for a demonstrable type of thing to where you can say, oh, this is how much faith I've got. No, this is the thing we're saying. If you have the face of the mustard seed, and if the Lord is the one that leads you and is telling you and you're abiding in him and you feel like you're supposed to do this, then you will be empowered to do this. To say, be uprooted. To say, be planted in the sea. And the tree would obey you. Again, a lot to reflect upon and meditate upon. I mean, I'm still thinking about several things, even as I'm talking right now. Things are rushing into my mind and my spirit related to this right here. Spend some time with this. See what the Lord says to you. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.